Hey everyone, um, this is Max. We don't normally do this, talking directly to you, our audience, but I thought it was important for me to give you an honest explanation. Um, first, I want to personally apologize that this episode has been delayed by a couple of weeks. I was recovering from a personal, private medical situation, and I wasn't able to record, but we had someone who we thought would be a great guest already scheduled, the comedian Brett Davis. So Jason decided to um, just record without me, and here we are. I, um, I honestly didn't know whether we should release this episode. Um, as, you can, as you can see, it's significantly shorter than our, our typical episodes, and uh, I'm sorry to say that it doesn't live up to the standards I strive to hold ourselves to, but we value being you know, fully transparent and honest with, our, with you, our audience, and sometimes that means uh, you know, not hiding failure. Um, Jason, do you have anything you want to say for yourself? Uh, no, I think you covered everything. All right. Well then, uh, let's start this slightly different episode of it's the Larry Sanders shows show. And in the coming weeks, we will work tirelessly to bring you the quality episodes that you deserve. Hello, and welcome to It's the Larry Sanders Show show. I'm Jason, but I'm not here with my struggling co-host, Max. He is recovering from a small medical procedure. So I will be your guide this week to break down a new episode of The Larry Sanders Show. Today, we're discussing The Guest Hosts, which aired on September 5th, 1992. It was directed by Todd Holland and written by Gary Shandling and Paul Sims. In this episode, Larry agonizes over the success of his vacation guest host replacement while Hank complains about being passed over for hosting duty. Guest stars include Dana Carvey and Hervé via Hervé via uh, Hervé Hervé via Shea. Well we'll miss Max this week but I will soldier on and have a great show anyway. Uh, I'm not alone we have a great guest and I'll introduce him now. He is a comedian who is the host of the public access comedy show, The Special with Brett Davis, and the very informative podcast, uh, The Podcast for Laundry, as well as appearances on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and The Chris Gethard Show. So we can ask him about all of his experiences on late night television. Welcome to the show, Brett Davis. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm a big fan of Larry Sanders, so this is a, a real treat. Great. I love to hear that. Um, I'm sorry Max can't be here. I know you two have been uh, corresponding and he really wanted to be part of this conversation. Um, but I'm glad uh, you've stepped up to the plate uh, while he's uh, chosen to remain in the dugout. Um, yeah, I, I wish him the best uh, with whatever he's, he's dealing with. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I'll pass that along. 
Um, so what is your relationship with the Larry Sanders show? Uh, are you a fan? When did you become a fan? Huge fan. Um, I, I don't, I think it was maybe when like streaming started that I really, uh, discovered the show. Although I kind of knew it had this reputation of being this great kind of, uh, really smart takedown of entertainment business in general. Um, which is something I'm involved in. And, uh, you know, as I've gotten further and further, you know, you meet more people at the top with fragile egos. Um, and it's it's fun to see that really portrayed in, in a way that's more honest than uh, m- most of these types of shows. Did you watch late night TV growing up? Yeah, I was a big, uh, big Conan fan. That was like a huge um, part of just like my comedy <laughs> Uh, appetite uh, just like staying up late or like taping them like well before I was like of the age to even get all the jokes um, but yeah and then like just becoming obsessed with that whole world over the years even the stuff that I don't love particularly I'm still very like interested in the machina- machinations of it yeah um, I I think yeah, I have a similar so. story I think I'm just a little bit younger than you so I was I was a big Conan fan but still yeah, still interested in like Leno and Fallon mm-hmm. and, and Letterman, and, and it's fascinating too because a lot of them, they have you know, they're they're va- they're vain. They they kind of shoot themselves in the foot a lot of the time. There's a lot of people behind the scenes that have to like clean up the messes for these. And even the even Conan, even the people I like hold to the highest regard, there's like a whole team in place to kind of help. I, I don't know, like how you're doing t- today, like with Max being away, like you, like you have to kind of so- soldier on and take some of the weight of doing the show. And yeah, it's a, you know, it's a hard thing to do a, a nightly show. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a real team effort. And yeah, not, not to say that Max is not here for any, you know, he's, he's dealing with his surgery or whatever. Sorry. Yeah. Um, what were your experiences like on uh, your various late night appearances? Um, give us a general picture. Yeah, they they were like uh, more you know character bit uh, focused. You know, I was I've never been to the level of like being a guest. Um, but yeah, it's always like very last minute call. Hey, do you want to do this very ridiculous thing? We had you in mind to play XYZ. Um, I, I got to do a bit with Brian Stack, who, like, as a big Conan fan, I was like, oh, my God, this is, like, the ultimate dream. But that was on Colbert. And then, like, I did stuff on Fallon. And, yeah, it's just, like, uh, I don't know. It's, it really feels like showbiz, you know? Like, oh, we go on when we go on. And if we're ready or not, that's, that's what we do. And that's kind of why... I, did this public access show, which I have to correct you, it was called The Special Without Brett Davis. Um, because oh, okay. kind of like in this episode, I was technically never there. Um, and I'd always play a character filling in for myself. Okay, my mistake. Um, oh, no, no. You're doing great. Uh, let's um, just throw a break here, and we'll be right back uh, to talk about Season 1, Episode 4, uh, The Guest Host with Brett Davis.
All right. Welcome back to It's the Larry Sanders Show show. Uh, so, Brett, before we dive into the episode, what uh, what were your general thoughts about the guest host? Uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes. It's got uh, some of the best desperate Hank, which I think is my favorite through line of the show. And I think, you know, this is like a relatively early one where you get to see like him and go in full panic mode. Um, and, you know, he's trying to ease his way into taking over the show instead of Dana Carvey. Everyone's, or, or yeah, not everyone, but, you know, the, the kinder members of the staff are, you know, letting him have this little fantasy and uh you know it's fun it's funny when like dana carvey was the biggest name in comedy that's a fun like time stamp with this i don't know what you think of it uh yeah i love the dana carvey appearance i i actually love dana carvey still to this day um i do too yeah but he is um, leaning into the like you know he's doing his catchphrases a lot and stuff like he's playing up just like it's just a a very nuanced smarminess that I really appreciate in this episode. Yeah. I think there's something about this episode, which is getting at like Carvey probably wouldn't be a very good host regularly. Cause his, his stuff is too character based and too sketch based. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't, he's like not comfortable being himself on stage. And I do love to see like how the staff treats him as opposed to, to Gary or Larry. Um, you know, like, I don't know. Are you acting differently because your co-host isn't here? Uh, yeah, I guess I, I feel a little bit looser, maybe. Yeah, well, you should. Yeah. You're, you're doing a really great job. And this is I'm such, in charge. A, such a fun uh, idea for a podcast. Oh, thanks. Um, so let's uh, let's dig why, in. So why? No, I'm not going to get into it. Sorry. Oh, um, so the. The episode begins with uh, Hank's usual intro, um, where he makes his applesauce joke. I think this is the same audio. It's been reused uh, for most of the season. Um, And Hank introduces uh, John Stamos, Helen Reddy, and a National National Spelling Bee champion, none of whom appear. And the National Spelling Bee champion, Hai Fung, I think is a made-up person. The actual winner of the Spelling Bee champion in May 1992 uh, had a different name. Oh, you really do your research for this. Yeah, Brett, I want to ask you, um, the winning word was Lyceum Mm -hmm. that year. Do you think you can spell Lyceum for me? L-Y-C-E-U-M. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you would have beat, I guess, that 14-year-old. I'm going to wipe the floor with him. (laughs) Uh, So we open with uh, Larry's monologue. Is is Max Um, Max good at... uh... Like if you if you asked him, do you think he would have gotten it? Uh, he hates when I ask those questions, so he probably would have ignored it. Because no, he's he's not as smart as I am. I believe that. Um, so Larry's doing his monologue. Uh, starts with like a, a Dan Quayle joke, which um, is I don't know, pretty uh, pretty standard for the era. Um, and he uh, he has a joke about his mom as well, which I think is good with the history of uh, Gary Shandling's own history with his mom. Um, and then Hank has a great deadpan of uh, what his rap name would be. He says, Hank the Rapper, um, which is one of my favorite moments from season one. Uh, I think it really shows why Hank is actually funny and, and deserves his spot on the show. Who, uh, who, who is the Hank of the, the two of you? Um, I, think I, I think I know. <laughs> but It's an open debate. It's an open debate. It's an open debate, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I I have an opinion, but I'll I'll keep it to myself. You're welcome to to share it. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not going to insult the person that's here by calling you Hank. I mean, and you're you're doing a great job. Well, uh, getting back on track, um, the episode then cuts to the the closing of the show within the show. Um, and Larry announces he's going on vacation, uh, and guest host will be Dana Carvey. Um, so I said already, I'm a huge Carvey fan. So I just want to dig a little bit into what his career was like here in 1992. Um, so he had been on SNL. He joined in the 86, 87 season, um, which was a crucial season. So Carvey throughout this does a ton of characters, his big characters and sort of alludes to other characters like, um, a reference to Ross Perot. Uh, he does Hans a bunch. Other people talk about Hans. Um, what do you like about Dana Carvey? Which character do you like the best? That's a really good question. Um, yeah, I think Garth, you know, is the obvious answer, um, but it's it's just such a likable, weird thing. It's like, that's not like a, like a rocker guy. <laughs> Neither really is Wayne. They just kind of like look that way, but they've got their own very unique personalities. Um, who's the Wayne? Who's the Garth of you guys? Uh, that's an interesting question. I've never thought about that. Uh, so one thing I think is interesting about Carvey's appearance here, and this definitely bubbles up over the course of the episode, is it? it's a really good preview of Dana Carvey's own show in 96 called The Dana Carvey Show. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen that? What do you yeah, think about I'm that? a big fan. Um, yeah. You know, the, the the documentary put it very well. It was a very stupid show <laughs> that was not in the right place. Probably should have been on Comedy Central, not ABC Primetime before Home Improvement or after Home Improvement. Um, but yeah, it's like a very cool, ahead of its time. Lots of Conan crossover uh, as far as the writers go. Um, you know, a dream staff of writers. I wonder if Conan felt the same way that uh, Larry does in this episode, that like a lot of his, you know, people maybe he had worked with for getting poached for the show. Right. Uh, yeah. So you had Robert Smigel, uh, Colbert and Carell, but they were sort of unknown at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Odin Kirk moved over to the Dana Carvey show. I also want to note it was produced by Brillstein Gray, which obviously has a relationship with Gary Shandling and the Larry Sanders show um, and tons of other comedians from this time. They, they really just do. They do an amazing job uh, representing their clients. I just have I'm, I'm just saying that because I'm with Brillstein. I should have done that research. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's not something I advertise, but, you know, sort of a big deal. Uh, who does Max work with? Uh, Max does not have representation. Oh, sorry. Do you, you do you have representation? No, I don't. We're yeah. Oh, I mean, you do you do some great stuff. Maybe I'll put put in a good word for you. Oh, okay, thanks. Um, I, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but you know, you seem like a really smart guy. Understand comedy. You could, you know. That's um very you do a lot. kind of you. I'll yeah, I'll consider it. Matt, if Max was here, maybe I'd offer the same thing, but he's not. He's getting... What is he getting? Is that a rude question? He had... Uh, maybe I should stop recording. He had elective surgery, um, which is part of the frustration here. Um, and he he like didn't even tell anyone. He told me 
the day before. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to take us to the next scene. Uh, so in the next scene, um, Hank uh, confronts Artie about the fact that he wasn't given the opportunity uh, to guest host the show during Larry's vacation. Um, and he makes fun of Dana Carvey. I, uh, I think Jeffrey Tambor does a great job here of really trying to capture the ambition uh, that's necessary um, for this type of character and also the the reasons that maybe Dana Carvey wouldn't have been a great guest host. Um, and then at the end, he asks for his shot. He wants to do a little um, uh, like live interview session in front of Artie and Sheldon, uh, Sheldon, the network executive. Um, and so we see this in a moment, but he interviews uh, a few staff from the show. We see Darlene and Sid, but he calls him Marty, which is confusing, um, and Phil the writer. Um, but we'll get we'll get to that in a second. Um, next, we go to Larry's office, and uh, we're on the couch. Carvey is waiting uh, for for Larry. It seems that they're friends. Did you get this sense? Yeah, um, I think friends in the way that like you know, sh- showbiz people are nice to each other. Right, um, but they also like are about to go to the link the lake together and it seems like that that's maybe a regular thing for them yeah well you know i think there's you know the these opportunities that you have in the entertainment business where it's like oh well maybe if i attach like i don't know you you seem to be the one that does the research and stuff and like max has kind of attached himself to you um to kind of like do this show so i think he's just like oh well let me buddy up to dana carvey I don't know if that's accurate. Um, I mean, you're here. He's not. He's having what is like cheeks done or something. It's no. It's it's a medical thing. Like I want to respect that about Max. It's, and well, his it's, privacy. it's elective though. What is it like a nose job or something? I could use one. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so next. Uh, we have this um, Hank's audition uh, in front of Artie and Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a Artie uh, references um, the King of Comedy, and are you a fan of the King of Comedy? Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, um, you know, as somebody that's just always been like a, a big comedy fan, it's like, you know, I, I can identify with, uh, you know, the dreams of like wanting to host a show and doing whatever nasty kind of like you know just like crazy things to kind of worm your way into you know the the, the host's life and you know eventually the host seat it's a great yeah it's a great movie it was uh, rip torn saying the name rupert pumpkin is uh one you of do a great... you do a great rip torn impression thank you yeah i i don't do the best we actually had uh on my show Mm-hmm. Um, that I hosted, uh, we we had a, a rip torn uh, character played by Dan Chamberlain, who then went on to uh, work for the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, that does bits on there all the time. So you know, sort of my show is sort of like a gateway into that stuff uh, for certain people. I don't get all the glory. I'm not trying to get the glory, but it's nice to be in the the host chair and give like opportunities to talented people that deserve it. 
you said before you um you appeared as like a sketch player in in some yeah. actual late night TV shows. Did you host a show the the special without Brett Davis? Right. You so that was that. like yeah, that that was a, a thing where, I you know I would play a different character hosting their talk show. Um, I'd love to yeah if you if you want I can send you some of my favorite episodes. We should just be in touch in in general. How like, did um. How did you uh, get that role? How did you start that, the special? Well, uh, Chris Gethard had been doing the show on public access. um, And he had been talking to different uh, cable networks uh, about taking the Chris Gethard show, which was just a public access show, um, to one of these cable stations. Um, And I had been trying to get a public access show. So I actually kind of, you know, went behind the scenes and talked to the people at O&N and I was like, look, this guy's, he's trying to profit off of something that's actually for the public. Um, and I, I wound up actually taking the role of host of that time slot from him. Was it, uh, and we actually, we, we did, we did more episodes than Chris Gethard did on public access. We did precisely uh, three more. You know, we've hashed it out. You know, he, I, I wound up doing stuff. Like you said, I did stuff on his show. Um, but, uh, you know, in the moment, I, I felt like I was doing a service to public access comedy um, that's supposed to be for everybody. Uh, and taking this kind of like Hollywood guy and kind of, you know, bring, bringing his, his hour of, you know, his long running hour of comedy back to the people. Yeah. Are you hosting anything else right now? I'm about to start a new show uh, in conjunction with uh, The Best Show, which is a long-running radio show podcast, um, which, you know, that's that's such a, you know, we talk about Chris Gethard. He had, you know, a few years run. Tom Sharpling's run started in uh, 2000, and he's done a lot of, like, really brilliant comedy. And... um, you know, now he's writing books and stuff, and yeah. you know, I, I, I'm sure eventually he'll want to give up his seat, uh, and that would be a dream to like get to fill that role. Right, right. And um, he had Worcester but, yeah, for th- a that's while. That's right? that. That's just like that's just, sorry. That's just like a, a, a temporary thing. I'd be open to doing other podcasts, and I wouldn't have any exclusivity with that. Oh, it's just oh, it's just a temporary. Um collaboration yeah it's just a it'll be a a limited uh character based series but it'd be cool to you know i love i love doing this i wish i could be on every episode um that's uh that's um very kind of you um yeah i'm i'm you're just doing a great job at at hosts i'm gonna try i don't see why um oh sorry sorry to the um to the recap so uh next we're at paula's desk uh Artie has this great uh, Schwing impression for for Dana Carvey right when he walks out of the elevator. Um, It's actually a great contrast to the previous scene um, where he has to to be a little hard with Hank. Um, But uh, I did have a question here. It seems they walk over to Paula's desk and uh, it seems that Paula, played by Janine Garofalo, um, and Dana Carvey are maybe flirting. A Sorry. friend of mine. I've seen her flirt up close. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's been a guest on both the special and the podcast for Laundry. Um, so, 
you know, if you ever want to bring me back, I could I could reach out to her and maybe we could do like a little. I could come back on the show and she could be. Uh, four people might be a, a bunch. So if Max is ever, yeah, away or that's, something, that's great. Yeah, we um we've been interested in getting her. We haven't reached out mm. yet. But... I mean, it, it would be uh, she she owes me favors. So it would be a, a real easy ask um, just to get her on the show. And I'm sure she'd love talking to you. I'll be in touch about that. Um, we should be in touch about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so next, uh, this is pretty, this is, this is, uh, you're not jumping around. This is pretty short into your, your run. You've got several seasons of this ahead of you, right? Yeah. We're, we're committed to doing, um, the whole run of 89 episodes. Yeah. I mean, you're committed. Max isn't here. I just feel like that's a little unfair. Uh, he's um, he's getting his nose job, and you're well, out it was, here. It was his calves. His calves? I didn't even know there was a surgery you could get. Yeah. Um, his but, calves. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I've just never heard of a like. Was it? Did he have an issue with his calves that, or is it like a cosmetic thing? Um, I didn't tell you this, but it, uh, it was just implants. Oh my God. This is like a, one of those like Chad things, right? Unbelievable. The clown. Okay. Let's go. Um, so next we're at, uh, we're in Larry's office. Um, and, uh, Artie is uh, giving a tour to to Dana Carvey and introducing him um, to the network. Uh, so Barbara Kirsch from the network comes in. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, Larry left a a gift basket for Dana Carvey. Um, and um, Hank also uh, comes in and he he surprises Dana Carvey. Uh, and uh, really uh, is really condescending towards him. He's, you know, trying to give him unsolicited tips on how to host the show and, you know, interact with guests. Um, and uh, there's a moment here, which is maybe. I, I don't know how to place it within the season, but it is definitely one of my favorite moments in the season where uh Hank says to Dana Carvey that it's all about listening and he like pauses and uh, tries to get him to reflect on how he should listen. Um, I'm interested as, you know, as a comedian yourself, uh, especially uh, someone with some history in, uh, in sketch comedy. um, Do is Hank right here? In all seriousness, is Hank actually right that you have to listen yeah uh it's it's a really big part of comedy you know you have to listen to the audience if you're in a sketch or improvising you really need to be clued in on what the other people are saying you really can't you know it's it's comedy is not a thing that you could really be in your own head except maybe when you're writing and it yeah and it's like speaking of listening like are are you kind of hearing what i'm trying to i'm sorry i just i and this could be off. This could be off, Mike. But like, well, I I would love to be part of this show. I mean, I I've really enjoyed having you as a guest. It's been um, yeah, 
But I, I look, I know the Larry Sanders show inside and out. You name an episode, I don't need to rewatch it. I've watched it enough. Mm-hmm. Max is over there getting his 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 perfect Adonis body because he can't just do some leg lifts, go to the gym, and you're here doing the research, looking up spelling bee champions and stuff. And where are, are you? Like you're in a room or something. You're like it's in a bedroom. Just, it, I, it just makes me uncomfortable. I guess that I just year. I like have the connections with like we could use Tom's studio, Tom Sharpling studio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that's a real primo podcast studio. Is that in in Jersey? The, this the the new one is in Los Angeles. So oh right right he went to LA, yeah right. this would this would be a a relocation, but you know. The Brillstein connections could get a lot of people that have been associated with the show. If you wanted to do stuff in New York, I do have a a, a studio, a, a live TV studio. If you wanted to make, if like you know, someone's interested in making this a bigger, you know, rec- recorded film show, I just think I would be, you know, I don't want to be part of a a three person show, but. I think you and I um, could be a really good team. Okay, I think I think we just we, maybe we need to stop here. Um, or maybe I should just go fuck myself. Thanks to uh, our guest Brett Davis, it's been a real pleasure. Um, I've really loved uh, chatting with you, um, and thanks to Wendy Eisenberg for our theme song. We'll be back uh, next time to talk about another episode. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs>